Each week, Movies by Minute hosts examine the 1985 Lawrence Kasdan directed Western Silverado. One minute of screen time per episode. I'm Megan Coleman from The Mash Minute. And I'm Tierney Steele, also of The Mash Minute, also of a show called VCR Privileges, which is doing The Sandlot in summer 2022. So if you're listening to this live... You could come listen to that soon. That'd be cool. Woohoo! But this is this is Silverado minute. Say, there's, there's no like baseball or sports in this minute. This I is... know, I know, but I just really, really wanted to give that a little bit of a plug because I I love my summer movies. I love the Sandlot. I'm very excited to do that. But I'm also very excited to talk about minute 95 of Silverado, which starts with dragging everyone away from the fire and ends with Phoebe crying as she holds Costner's hat. <gasps> so our action continues Man. this minute <laughs> as they fight the fire. And um, if you thought I had questions yesterday, the questions continue. <laughs> Is that Wagon the Fire Brigade with barrels of water on it? Couldn't they have parked a little closer to the fire? <laughs> yes. It, it made me wonder how they used to actually fight fires because just throwing a bucket like a that, time. you know, handing a bucket and then handing it back seems a little um, not as efficient as you maybe could do it. Now, I will say they have a good, like, if you watch when Kevin Klein is doing it, he is very like it's a it's a weirdly athletic thing because like he throws the water and then he tosses the bucket over one shoulder and immediately there is the next one. So I could no, I see yeah. I could see it being like, okay, they're coming fast and furious enough, and if you're throwing it on the base of the fire, you could smother that, but this fire is way too big for that. that yeah. <laughs> also, I don't know where kerosene is on the oil fire versus chemical um oh right re remember because because i worked at a summer camp and so you had the chemical fire extinguishers but then we also had the giant silver water ones and you couldn't use those on an oil i don't i don't my brain's hurting i don't remember staff training from 2003 i'm sorry so according to well this is in britain thanks google who thinks i live in britain all the time because it gives me like nih stuff i mean stuff. kerosene probably acts the same way on both sides right. of the atlantic um, I'm, I'm assuming yes um it says you should use a water spray an alcohol or an alcohol resistant foam put out a kerosene fire you should also wear self-contained breathing apparatus for firefighting if necessary gotcha so maybe i had that backwards like they're doing their best it did make me think of i was trying to remember where the gag was where they're passing the bucket of water along and then by the time it gets to the end it's just like a drop of water it feels like something out of a mel brooks movie listeners if you know <laughs> If you know what I'm thinking of, which I know sometimes happens when you're listening to podcasts and you're screaming at your phone or your car radio or something, but if you know what I am referencing, where the gag is that there's no water left in the bucket by the time it gets to the end, it's just this little teeny tiny <laughs> Anyway, one thing that I did love in this minute is it gave me a chance to shout out the behind the scenes documentaries 
that are often made of movies. Uh, On Mm -hmm. the DVD, there is a behind-the-scenes little featurette that I watched, and in it, Kevin Klein says this filming this scene was basically the only time he was warm the entire shoot for Silverado. You may have noticed that there is snow on the ground sometimes, and people are rather bundled up. It was freezing cold. They basically built this town, which is very cool. Like like I said, I highly recommend watching that documentary. It was really cool. They talk about building the town and why they want to look a certain way and, you know, that it's been used since then and stuff. But they talk about, like, the timing and how cold it was. And there's nothing around it for miles. And that they were all just freezing. You know, they're all bundled up and, you know, huddling around heaters off screen, you know, when they're not shooting and things like that. But he said, man, being next to this fire was great. <laughs> <laughs> like, I was like practically sweating by the end. So I, you know, shout out to the behind the scenes documentaries that are lovely and wonderful. So they were complaining about it being 95 and then... Oh, we got this fire and now it's like 3,000 degrees. No, although that gives me a chance to share one of my favorite um, MASH the TV show trivias, <laughs> which is that the writers would mess with the actors if they were uh, giving them any guff and they would specifically write a winter episode in the middle of like summer in <laughs> Malibu, California. <laughs> and so often when you are watching the TV show MASH, if you see them all bundled up, Know that those people are, uh, they're sweating their tuckuses off. Sweating. They're pretending to freeze, but they're actually dying from yep. sweat. <laughs> and occasionally they would reverse it. But you hear more of the stories about, like, you yes. know, it being 98 degrees and they're wearing their parkas and like, talking about needing cri- long johns and stuff. Right. And it's Christmas and it's cold and we miss home. <laughs> Oh, how I wish it was warm. Ha ha ha. <laughs> the other thing that I love in this minute is that it gives me an excuse to also shout out Linda Hunt, the actress who portrays yes. Stella. Because Stella's like the best thing in this movie and should absolutely be in charge, right? Like, Stella. Yeah, okay, so for if everything. she was in charge of the bad guys, this town would be screwed, right? Because. Yeah. <laughs> I love tiny, not young woman who is in charge and takes no guff. <laughs> Tends to play a lot of those characters, though, which is, well, know, yes, nice. I perused her IMDb page. So she won the Best Supporting Actress Oscar for her work in The Year of Living Dangerously, which was the first time an actor won for portraying a character of the opposite sex. So not someone, not not like a woman playing a woman who's dressed up as a man or a man playing a man who's dressed mm. up as a woman, but like she just was Billy Kwan. I've not seen yep. that m- movie, but now I am intrigued. The other things that stood out to me were uh, right after the year of Living Danger, she was in the original Dune, which I have yet to see. It's on the list. Maybe by the time this is airing, I will have gotten my hands on it. And uh, she yeah. was in Popeye, speaking of wasn't Robert that, Altman. Wasn't that, wasn't that her first like big role was Popeye? I think so. She was in a lot of, I mean, you could argue, like, what's a what's a big role for a character actor? Well, yeah, I guess that's true, but... But yes, that was definitely one of the standout, like, you know, in our generation, if you said, like, who is that? They'd be like, uh, that might be one of the roles that they're like, oh, that's where I know her from. All of those for me were voice work for her, unfortunately. <laughs> she was Grandma Willow in Pocahontas, and I'm like, oh, that's definitely where I first encountered Linda Hunt. <laughs> Oh, I probably did too, not knowing it was, you know. Her, yeah, because it's a cartoon. She was in NCIS, one of the shoot-offs, I think. 
spinoffs, shootoffs. Okay. You know, you know what I mean. Sorry, we're watching a western. We got shooting on the brain. <laughs> we got shooting on the brain. Yeah, I think it was was it the Los Angeles one? I don't know. There's like a couple different. I I don't I don't know that world. <laughs> it's, it's the one with LL Cool J. Whatever one that is, Los Angeles. I think it's Los Angeles. Okay. She also was the. The other voice work thing is uh, she was the voice of Lady Proxima in Solo, so Star Wars Minute, we'll get to talk about her soon. Woo-hoo! So if you listen to the Star Wars Minute season on Solo, if you are are craving more Linda Hunt in your life, I'm sure that will come up. The other thing that I wanted to give a shout out to Movies by Minutes people was she went to, she attended the Interlochen Arts Academy. And so did one of the offspring of uh, Jonathan and Tabitha Carlisle, who have podcasted on quite a few things. I know Jonathan co-hosted the Princess Bride Minute, and Tabitha is the the guest of honor on many of my podcasts. I basically always am like, hey, do you like this movie? Come on. Come on over. <laughs> and then the thing I found for Linda Hunt, she just sounds fabulous. And I found a quote that I wanted to share that also totally fits Minute 95. Well. Let's face it, fits most of her minutes in this movie because Stella is the best. But Linda Hunt said, I was always trying to make up for my size to compensate. So to get people to take you seriously, you have to come at things with a great deal of strength. You have to emphasize that the way you are is unusual, that you don't come along every day. End quote. Which I think fits with Stella in this, you know, when she says, you know, I I make the world fit me when uh, Klein first meets her. But... Oh, God, she's just every scene she's in. I'm just like, why are you not in charge of things? <laughs> Hold on. Sorry. Mike's coming. What, what's up? Honey? We have a hostage. Okay. Can we can we pause this? I'm so sorry. That's okay. I'm just going to leave it running. But yes, yeah, yeah, we, that's fine. we, we okay. are I'll, emotionally I'll... paused. <laughs> okay. <laughs> We're emotionally paused. We're talking about Silverado. Okay. I'll be back as soon as I can. Okay. Good luck. Okay. Thanks. Anyway, we were talking about Linda. <laughs> we, we were talking about Linda. We were talking about Minute 95. Please excuse the parenting <laughs> break. <laughs> because three and a half year olds who are jumping and climbing kind of gals have their own ideas about their mothers having hobbies. <laughs> <laughs> How dare we? <laughs> How dare they? They're drunk little people. <laughs> they really are. So in this minute... Well, some people in this minute probably are drunk. Well, yes, because they just came flying out of a saloon. Yeah. But I I, I like Stella kind of directing everyone like, okay, you do this, you do that, you take care of this. Again, I I don't know what any of these people are. You know, I'm assuming that big wagon was then where we see them getting barrels off of, but we don't actually know that the way it's cropped. We don't know that. But yeah, they're, they're fighting the fire very ineffectual, unaffectually, ineffectually. Badly. Yes. Badly. Badly. <laughs> not through any fault of their own. Like I said, they're no. not they're not doing a bad job with these buckets. It's just this fire is way too big for the just firefighting solution I have. Yes. Yeah. You need massive suppression at this point. <laughs> right. Which is not going to happen, right? That building's going to burn to the ground, basically. All right. Yeah. I, I, so I love, as they're coming up, you don't realize she's like the center of the frame, but then she is. And then later, it doesn't spin around her, but then you see her from behind and she's clearly in the same spot. And that's when right. you see George Lucas carrying Mama Costner away. Right. Yes. Apologies to anyone who didn't listen to Last Minute who's like, what just happened in that sentence? I mean- <laughs> 
<laughs> yes. Um, here he looks more like he could have been part of like the Ten Commandments. Yes, I absolutely was getting a biblical vibe. Like a very off yes, or or, inst- or Ben Hur, something, some kind of you know. It takes place in ancient times, and so beards and lots of hair is a, is a thing, which was also an eighties thing too. So you know, I guess it works. But and his robe kind of is tunicky looking yes shape so yeah yes very much and the fact that he's carrying her like that it just absolutely popped into my head i'm like that's like yeah i mean hopefully she's i mean well she's probably not comfortable because she just got whacked in the head in the last hour or so but you know and um, she's distraught (laughs) and she's distraught but you know she's kind of just very like i don't know it's almost like she's dead I hate mm. to say that, but she's just so lifeless and like the way he's carrying her on a diagonal yeah. it just it Maybe they weren't sure if she was dead. Maybe that was filmed before the close up. <laughs> yeah, I, mean, I was gonna say, right? Yeah, you don't necessarily do this in order. No, I, guess, I right? don't know. I <laughs> I should not speculate recklessly. <laughs> but it, it's just the way it's centered on Stella makes that seem yeah. much more dramatic than I think it you know. Because no, no one was gonna, no one was gonna look at that wide shot and be like, "Where'd the mom go?" Continuity exactly. error. Well, actually, I shouldn't say that. Someone's job was to look at that wide shot and say, "Where's the mom?" But right. But I don't think the casual viewer would right. be surprised. And it kind of happens kind of quick too. You know, mm-hmm. if you're just watching the movie, so it's not. Yeah. Well, if you're even if you're breaking it down one minute at a time, this again, this is the action week. This is big. Right. Well, there are many of those in this movie, but this is a big, big sequence for the film. Though it occurs to me, now that I'm sort of looking at it second by second, it does look like when it kind of starts to pan away from Stella, and right before they go to the, you know, the guy with, you know, taking the bucket from the bigger bucket to pass Mm -hmm. it down the line, it looks like there might be a similar operation going on on the side of the house. Oh, so maybe, maybe. I mean, I'm still not saying they're going to put this fire out very quickly or efficiently. Two buckets but, are better than but maybe, one, but maybe two not buckets enough. Are better than like one line of buckets. It it's a little hard to tell, but there's somebody. There's another wagon there and other people, and it looks like someone's got some buckets. We do see multiple horse-drawn vehicles go by Stella, but the second right. one doesn't have a wagon after it. No, it definitely is definitely Oh my a god, it does spin around her to the back. What the heck was I talking about? Yes, I see what you mean though, because Kevin Klein is very definitely there's definitely that wagon was- on the side. But Kevin Klein is on the steps. Yes, they are setting up yes. a second line of buckets. They're starting a second line. They're starting a second line of buckets in that shot as she starts to hurry towards them. And they spin around her to the back, which I feel extremely vindicated in my not having watched the clip right before we started recording this minute <laughs> that I remembered that in my brain. <laughs> and Phoebe, not helping at all. Good job, Phoebe. No, no. well, she's she's got an emotional... She's feeling some emotions. She's, uh... Not sure what's happened to. Yeah, she finds his hat on the ground. She knows that can't be good. And then I just, the the way he grabs her arm and she steps towards him and then back. This is pure soap opera, right? Yes. Like, <laughs> right. You just feel like, oh, they're going to kiss, but she's crying because of the other guy. Right. And then there will be a whole sordid affair. But then it will turn out he's alive. Dun, dun, dun. Bum, bum. <laughs> so soap opera. Do, 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 do. Is he dead? Is he alive? What happened? Oh, hi. 
Oh, you're attractive. <laughs> yeah, and I like I like how I'm like going through it. There's like somebody walking by. <laughs> He's just like, oh, what's going on? Oh, huh. Again, not like, helping. Again, when you slow it down, literally, it's like she's like, "Oh yes, here's my tears. Oh, oh, hello, hello." Okay, oh. and then there's this person being like, "Oh, here's my thing. Is it just because?" And I don't mean to like. Anyway, Linda Hunt is a very attractive woman, but oh is yes, it just because this is two pretty people. Oh, like um, like she's very pretty and he's very pretty and so our brains have been brainwashed by decades of society to be like the two pretty people should kiss <laughs> well I, okay so this is my history major hat going on here all oh, right God, do it okay all right so as a woman in, in the 1800s in general you are not the top of the totem pole i mean as a white woman you're a little bit higher up than some other woman but you know Still not doing great, right? This is a two-bucket situation. (laughs) She has two buckets. She is white, but... But she's she's a woman. Those buckets are not counteracting the woman part. (laughs) Exactly. Right. And she's pretty, which is going to help her situation in life, right? second bucket. Um, but, But woman have to be attached to a man ultimately right like once you hit a certain age it's like and you're no longer a girl like you have to have a man and so if she sees this hat and is thinking holy crap he's dead what do i do right i know in the west there was there's was a little bit more opportunity for women if they wanted to try to sort of establish themselves on their own and own property and whatnot but it's still a society that is very much patriarchal it's funny to me when you said a woman has to be attached to a man my brain immediately thought or a madam in that yeah okay yeah someone somewhere is is looking like like she's not gonna make it on her own not no she's not gonna toss her hat up into the air in minneapolis and it will be fine so i sort of wonder too part of her's like well he's hot there's some feelings there if I have to be with someone, it could be worse off. Like, let's see where this goes. It's just, I don't know. It's very strange. And then, like, she looks down at the hat to be like, see, I'm very sad about the hat. I'm very hey, sad about Kevin It Coster. represents him, right? Yes, it's like. Yes. I'm very sad. It's kind of like, okay, you see this too, right? Like, you know what this means or what this doesn't mean, right? So. But also, if they ever remade this movie, you'd be played by Jared Padalecki. So, like, you understand my conflicted feelings right now, right? <laughs> Tell me. Hunt. Tell me. Who would play Linda Hunt? <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, looking at second 59, that that is not Jared Padalecki. Tell me. Try and tell me. I'm so sorry. I just like how when the where it cuts, she just has this look like like, like I'm gonna cut you. <laughs> just just like you know, she's so determined and like angry yeah. and also like worried and like her breath has heaved. She is working herself like, up to say something. <laughs> right, and we don't know what, so. but it's gonna be epic, right? Yeah, maybe y'all will find out next week. You find out next week. <laughs> my my last episode, I do like how it is. The whole town has turned out. You know, they cleared the saloon, but then you look at the people on the bucket brigades, and this is every, you know, the the mob was given to the neighbors who ran out in the robes. Like, this is a town. The whole town is coming together to try and save this building with their two buckets. Hello, Isabella. What's up? Was I being too loud? I was being too loud. I'm very sorry. I did uh, recently ask him just to bring it back around to our Western because... He loves horses. And I was like, oh, do you want to ride a horse? And he goes, no, I just want to 
just want to watch other people do it. Like, he'd like to be near a horse. He'd like to pet a horse. He's not so sure about being on the horse. And the same thing with, uh, he's obsessed with hot air balloons. So I said, oh my gosh, this summer. We should totally, because we were doing New Year's resolutions. Sorry for people listening to this when it comes out. You know, one of your New Year's resolutions could be to ride in a hot air balloon. He goes, what? I was like, yeah, you can, you know, we, we could ride in one. He goes, up? I was like, yeah. He's like, that's not safe. I'm like, no, 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 it's safe. Like, I, we, and yeah, he's just like, absolutely yeah. not, mom. That's the stupidest idea I've ever heard. But he was willing to go and look at other people go up in them. And so then I realized it's the same thing with the horses. He does not want to ride the horse. He would like to watch other people ride the horses. And I'm like, oh my God, I see. Crit, my kid who wants to ride a horse thanks to Sheriff Callie. But yeah, that that made me think of with the horses and like all the stunts in this movie. And he's just like, no, I don't want to actually do any of that myself. I'll I'll just watch other people. Why would I do that? Other people can do it, you know? But kid, you could be in a movie like Silverado someday, but you gotta know how to ride a horse. I love all the stories. They also talk in the behind the scenes about like how attached they all got to their various horses and then how incredibly complicated it was to actually do the hero shot of the four of them riding together. Yeah, I could see that, especially if you're not like a horse person per se. Well, they, they also were pointing out like, the camera has to be in exactly the right spot. All four of them have to be in exactly the right spot. Oh, yeah. I wasn't even thinking of the camera. Isn't that funny? I was just thinking, like, they all have to make sure they're, like, lined up. And- well, and it shows them going away, so then you can't have any evidence of the previous takes or rehearsals you have done in the oh, shot. Geez. So, yeah. Yep. That was the process. <laughs> so, we're closing out this week. This is This is it for us. Dun dun dun. We're such drama queens. So did you Those have were stuck on a western island to never be heard from again? Oh just kidding. that's just simply not true. <laughs> they popped into their bell helicopter and flew away. <laughs> there you go. Is it the National Guard Place Museum in Kansas has the has a recreation of the set? Yes. What yes. was Hell telling us? Or was it Chris? It was one of the them EAA us. in Wisconsin does have a MASH helicopter. That's right. Someday we'll go and see it. The Smithsonian has the, the OR set. set and the Swamp set, but they're in the basement. AKA not on display. Yeah, because I saw a picture of them and it was, cre- you know, cover- in Smithsonian. And that was actually one of the first things I would have been, would I have been 14 years old? And my dad said, well, why don't you go ask if you want to know? We, My grandparents live nearby. We went down to D.C. all the time. And so we were in the American history and I'd seen, you know, the martini glass and Klinger's mud hen shirt mm-hmm. and the things they had out. And he said, we'll go ask. And I was like, wait, you're not going to do it? And I, I remember being one of those like formative life lessons like, no, you're going to go. You want to know. You go up to that information desk. And so I went up to the little information, you know, little Tierney went up to the information desk and said, excuse me, do you have the MASH sets? And they probably were like, I'm sorry, how old are you? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like, like, I'm sorry, did those words come out of your mouth? I'm sorry. <laughs> Why do you care? <laughs> <laughs> do you even know what MASH is? But I did. I did care. <laughs> and they said they're not on display. And then years later, I was reading about the miles of storage space that the Smithsonian has under the mall. Oh, I and I was imagine. like, oh, I want to go to there. <laughs> I can only imagine. The fact that I started doing podcasting and now am friends with a curator for the Air and Space Museum. 
There you go. <laughs> is just, just what is my life? What is my life? And you know what did it? Uh, you know what did it? Podcasting. The Movies by Minutes community brought me to this wonderful world. Charity, is it for real life, as Bluey would say? <laughs> it's for real life. <laughs> it's for real life. Either that or it is an incredibly elaborate hoax because I have not actually met her in person. <laughs> so in theory, this could be, but like, I get, I'm a member of Smithsonian, so I get the magazine and like, she's answered questions in the little Q&A in the back of the magazine. So so it seems legit. <laughs> if, this, if this is a hoax, they have gone to extreme lengths. <laughs> As I would tell my coworkers when I worked in a Borders and they would read us the riot act about theft before Christmas, you know, the big rush. And I, I just turned to coworkers like, look, I will do my best and I will tell you if something looks suspicious, but I cannot protect against Ocean's Eleven. If someone really wants to steal a CD from Borders, they're going to figure out a way. <laughs> exactly. So I will do my best, but you can calm down. <laughs> well, it's a wonderful minute by minute community. And there's a crapload more of these movies by That's minutes. where I was going with this. <laughs> there's a crapload. And by crapload, I mean like a hundred plus last I Uh, two hundred plus, Megan. I'm behind. Plus. Woo! Holy crap. Is it really? Well, if you go to moviesbyminutes.com, let's just go there right now. Moviesbyminutes.com. You're going to find a whole bunch of fabulous podcasts. There are 207 as of this recording in early January. Bragging rights. One of mine was 200. <laughs> That's how I knew there was 200. Yeah, and you can scroll through, but you can also just search and see if your favorite movie is, is represented. God bless a search function. God bless a search function. As a librarian, I appreciate one that actually works. And this one does. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so go check that out. You can find Match Minutes on there. What else has Tyranny been on besides VCR privileges? Joe versus the Minute. You probably guessed it on Indiana Jones Minute, I'm guessing. That shows I, up right away. I have. <laughs> you have. Have you been on Titanic Minute? I wasn't on Titanic Minute, but I will say... um. I gave a shout out to Star Wars Minute, and they actually had me on it as a guest, and it was one of the most amazing things, waking up the morning my episode aired, and I had so many messages of people being like, I can't believe you're on Star Wars Minute, that's the coolest thing I've ever seen. (laughs) I started out with Return to Oz Minute and the never-ending Minute, about the never-ending story, so since I was mentioning the fact that, like... Getting into podcasts, getting into movies by minute is what has brought me a far higher percentage of my friends than I probably should admit to, because I have not met, although I've met many of these people in person, but but not all. I hope you check that out. Someday we'll be able to do in-person meetups again. Those are really fun. That's where I met some people thing? in person. Is that really going to happen? You know what? Please, 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 please. <laughs> but you know what? Even as the one I've attended and I'm looking at the poster that people signed and it's real cool, even as I say that, you know what? A lot of these people I haven't met in person and I just know them through Facebook podcast groups and that's okay too. And guess what? There's one for this show. There's one. It's called the Midnight Star, the Silverado Minute Listener Salute on Facebook or the face wall, as my dad likes to call it. And if you're on the tweets, as my dad calls it, <laughs> you can go over to Twitter and look up Silverado MXM, which is minute by minute. Though I know some people prefer MBM, but it's okay. They'll be fine. Yeah. And you can find this podcast on uh, 
Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Play, or at SilveradoMinute.com. Or just do whatever you did today. Let that podcatcher do its job. That's what you have it for, right? So... See you again on Monday with new hosts, or if you're binging this after the fact, in like two minutes with a new host. <laughs> Let's watch. It's the Watchmen Minute, folks. So, um. I, I feel like I know the. Oh, because it's Travis Bow and Eric Nash. I knew I knew okay. who did Watchmen I was like, Minute. I don't remember who did Watchmen Minute. I knew there was a Watchmen Minute. I talked to them. I've had them on my show, and they have plugged Watchmen Minute, and yet I still forgot. <laughs> Brains are weird, folks. (laughs) You think information's in them, like who hosted Watchmen Minute, and then you think information isn't in them, like the words to the Hey Dude theme song. (laughs) They always surprise you. They always surprise you. Especially especially when you're like, I remember these now. So, with that, I think we're going to sign off. With that Bob show. Thanks for listening to our crazy... I can't wait to see how long this comes out in editing, because, uh, listeners... We're at the 52-minute mark, and I can tell you, you're not at the 52-minute mark, so (laughs) we shall see what happens there.